0: Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is Greater Gospel Temple, the Church of Praise and Worship and Inspiration of God Ministries right here on the World Wide Web. It is such a pleasure, it's a privilege, it's an honor to come to you with the Sunday School Lesson. It's been, I think, probably three or four weeks since I've done the Sunday School lesson online. So I'm back now by the grace of God. I took some weeks off from the Sunday School lesson. I am so thankful to God for sparing me, my health, strength, everything. I am so thankful. And I'm back with the Sunday School lesson refreshed. Today, our Sunday School lesson is from the 15th chapter of St. John the first through the ninth verses and it is entitled how to get what you request how to get what you request and we're talking about from god how to get what you request now the top on the original lesson is how to get what you wish but we don't wish here we request from god okay request so The topic is how to get what we request from God. We're going into our lesson now. And my prayer is, Dear God, as I sit or I pray to you that my soul you will keep. And if I should die before I finish, I pray that all outstanding sins will be forgiven. Amen. Just in case, just in case I messed up somewhere, I want to be prepared. We're going into our scripture now. John the 15th chapter, the one through the ninth verses. I am the true vine and my father. Father is the husbandman. Every man, every branch. Let me start that again, okay? I am the true vine, and my, hus- my father is the husband man. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away, and every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. Cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, and no more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches, That he that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me ye can do nothing." If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. It shall be done unto you. And he didn't say wish for. He said ask. Ask if ye abide in me. The seventh verse of the 15th chapter of St. John in the King James Version of the Bible. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. And it shall be done unto you. Now we'll get into the Sunday School Lesson right into it and we get to the page of it. Okay. How to get what we, we request. I'm going into this right here to make sure that I get to the right. And this is the LG Parkhurst Junior version of the Sunday School lesson, which is based on the International Sunday School lesson. and our focal scripture, of course, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask whatever you desire, and it be done for you. And they have the new Revised Standard over here. But you've heard the King James Version. The Old Testament pictured Israel as a vine. And then Psalms, the 80th chapter, the 8th through the ninth verse, we read, You brought a vine out of Egypt. You drove out the nations and planted it. You cleared the ground for it. It took the deep root and filled the land. It took deep root and filled the land the Lord expected his vine to be a kingdom of priests and faithfully represent the true God before the nations of the world. In Exodus, the 19th chapter, the 5th through 7th verses, the Lord told Israel through Moses, Now therefore, if you obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasure possession out of all the peoples. Indeed, the whole earth is mine, but you shall be for me a priestly kingdom and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the Israelites. So Moses came, summoned the elders of the people, and set before them all these words that the Lord had commanded him. But Israel did not obey God's commandments or do what the Lord required. For in Jeremiah, the second chapter, the 21st verse, we read, Yet I planted you as a choice vine from the purest stock. How then did you turn degenerate and become a wild vine? The people of Israel did not become a degenerate and wild vine because they had an incompetent vine grower. The Lord did everything necessary for Israel to faithfully represent the true God before the nations. He gave them no reason to become a degenerate, and wild vine because they had an incompetent vine grower because they did not the lord did everything necessary for them to faithfully represent the true god before the nations he gave them no reason to become a degenerate and a wild vine but their heart became false as hosea the 10th chapter the first through the second verses reads Israel is a luxuriant vine that yields its fruit. The more his fruit increased, the more altars he built. As his country improved, he improved his pillars. Their heart is false. Now they must bear their guilt. The Lord will break down their altars and destroy their pillars and when jesus came into the world the nation of israel was no better than it had been my 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 when jesus came on the scene israel was no better than it had been my goodness jesus summed up the situation in john the 15th chapter 24 first saying if I had not done among them the works that no one else did, they would not have sinned. But now they have seen and hated both me and my father. So not only did they hate Jesus and the father, but the chief priests also plotted to kill Jesus and Lazarus, whom Jesus raised from the dead. And you can see that in John, the 12th chapter, the ninth through the eleventh verses. You can see that right there. Now, after three years of ministry with his disciples, Jesus told them, I am the true vine. Once again, Jesus used, I am, in a way that claimed he is God. Then he added, he is the true vine, unlike the people of Israel, who had become degenerate, immoral, and unfaithful jesus christ is the true vine he definitely is okay the true branches that bear fruit on the true vine are the loving true and faithful disciples of jesus christ as we learn from the apostle paul the true disciples of jesus the true christian church compose the body of Christ on the earth. To mix a metaphor, Jesus Christ, who is the head of the body, is the true vine with branches attached, that is the church. Those in the church bear much fruit or refuse or refuse, excuse me. Those in the church bear much fruit or refuse to bear fruit. Congregations and individuals can be pictured as branches on a vine. Think of a vine and a branch, with many smaller branches growing from each branch, and each branch producing fruit or failing to produce fruit. To help his disciples better understand, Jesus pictured the church using a vine grower, a vine and branches to illustrate the work of the father and Jesus and the work expected of his disciples now the invisible church includes Jesus and every true disciple who bears fruit the church within the church that only the father Jesus and the holy angels see the visible church includes Jesus True and faithful disciples who bear fruit, but also false and unfaithful disciples who bear no fruit that God and people see. Okay? Sometimes church means invisible church, while church means visible church. Okay? The capital C H U R C H means invisible, capital C H U R C H, while the lowercase c-h-u-r-c-h means visible lower case church okay now among jesus's 12 disciples one was false and unfaithful his disciples would remember judas as jesus taught about the vine and the branches next jesus will tell his disciples what the father will do to care for the vine and the branches and why and how he will do so. As you study these verses, consider the close relationship between the vine grower, the true vine, and each branch that the vine grower attends to carefully and personally, so the true vine and every true branch will bear much fruit. Now, Jesus Christ saves sinners and enables them to serve God and others. He saves sinners and then he enables them to serve God and others. We come to Jesus Christ to make him our Savior and Lord, to be free from sin and the devil's power, to be led and empowered to do his will in blessing others, to be cleansed from sin, to receive the indwelling Holy Spirit, to bear fruit, to be forgiven by God, and to be pardoned and declared righteous by God on the day of judgment, to be raised from the dead, to enjoy eternal life with God, and numerous other reasons. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. That is great. The father, the vine grower, will remove from the visible church those in the church who will not bear fruit, who will not look to God and seek to serve God and others, who will damage the church, the capital, C-H-U-R-C-H, by their presence. God will also remove from the lives of true Christians ideas, bad habits, high tempers, and other sins that prevent them from doing more to serve christ and others as god intends oh my goodness i'm thinking about the strongholds that i talked about last week oh my goodness jesus was teaching the 11 disciples for judas had already been cut off by the vine grower jesus had turned judas had turned away from christ and had turned to the devil. And we can see that in John the 13th chapter, the 21st through the 30th verses. The apostles were already clean because they had heard Jesus' teachings, his gospel message, the word, quote, end quote, up to the level of their understanding when they totally committed themselves in faith to obeying jesus and believing and to doing all he said though of course not perfectly for example jesus had to later correct peter for his denial of him at his trial so we can see that in john 18th chapter 9 through 27 first and then john the 21st chapter the 15 through 23rd verses so remember how jesus only needed to wash peter's feet because he had already made peter clean and he did not need to bathe again see john the 13th chapter and the 10th 10th verse believers make many daily choices yes we do will they love jesus will they remain close to jesus Will they believe Jesus' teachings in the Bible? Will they obey Jesus' commandments? Will they seek his will to do his will? Will they share the truth of Jesus and his teachings, the word in human flesh and the word of God written? Will they seek to help people become disciples of Jesus? Will they bear the fruit that God expects them to bear? Will they use the gifts that Jesus gives them? Jesus calls disciples, and Jesus wants to make them true disciples by attaching them to himself. We're attached to Jesus. All of the sanctified people are attached to Jesus. Oh, how wonderful it is. Disciples help new believers understand what Jesus expects of his true disciples, to receive from Jesus all that he has to give his disciples moment by moment, Jesus tells his disciples to remain completely attached and totally committed to him. True disciples are absolutely and totally dependent on God for the breath of life and the spirit of to serve as he chooses. Day by day, Jesus gives every disciple the choice to remain in him. When they do not, they do not bear or serve as Jesus intends. If a disciple persists in disobedience, they put themselves in a position to be pruned or cut off by the vine grower. The pruning of the vine grower will be best for all concerned, but it can also be painful. Persistent, unrepentant disobedience by a disciple can result in removal from the true vine. And we certainly, certainly, certainly do not want to be removed from the true vine. My God. Jesus Christ is the main and sole source of all our mental, physical, and spiritual powers and their right use for his service. True disciples would choose to remain connected to Jesus, Jesus ever seeking to know him better as they prayerfully study the Bible to know and do his will in every thing. Our ability to do more and more for Jesus depends on him and his love, his gifts, his leading and his timing, and the pruning of the vine grower. My, my, my. Only God can see the human heart and work with perfect timing when you draw someone to true faith, Jesus Christ. But a person who professes faith in Jesus Christ, but shows no evidence that he believes in Jesus, who will not trust his life and what he says and does to Jesus so Jesus can bring life to him and through him to others, Gives evidence that he may be in danger or already spiritually dead. As dead as a withered branch that is only good for burning. Perhaps to do a little good, to get a little warmth, or to cook a little meal. My, my, my. Only the vine grower knows a dead branch from one that has enough life to be pruned so it can bear fruit. Though a mystery to us, by the grace of God, the vine grower and Jesus can restore and reattach to Jesus those who have broken away from Him. Thank you, God. The Holy Spirit can help them turn from their sins, return to Jesus. And resolve to love and serve Him as their Savior and Lord, that they might bear fruit to the glory of God. And that's what it's all about, bearing fruit to the glory of God. As encouragement and a warning, give some thought to what the Apostle Paul wrote in Romans 11, chapter 17 through 24 verses. But if some of the branches were broken off and you a wild olive shoot were grafted in their place to share the rich root of the olive tree do not boast over the branches if you do boast remember that it is not you that support the root root but the root that supports you you will say branches were broken off so that I might be grafted in. That is true. They were broken off because of their unbelief, but you stand only through faith. So do not become proud but stand in awe. For if God did not spare the natural branches, perhaps he will not spare you. Note then the kindness and the severity of God severity toward those who have fallen but God's kindness toward you provided you continue in his kindness otherwise you also will be cut off and even those of Israel if they do not persist in unbelief will be grafted in for God has the power to graft them in again For if you have been cut off from what is by nature a wild olive tree and grafted, contrary to nature, into a cultivated olive tree, how much more will these natural branches be grafted back into their own olive tree? And I read it as a question. It is a sentence, but it can be posed as a question also. Okay? Jesus Gives some conditions that his disciples must fulfill before he will answer all their prayers first the true disciple must remain attached to Jesus as his loving and Obedient servant to seek and to do only the will of God through Jesus Christ Second the true disciple must believe in, trust, and obey the teachings of Jesus, the Holy Spirit being their helper, at least up to the level of their knowledge and understanding from the Bible's teachings, for we pray and learn more daily. We are not yet perfect. If true disciples of Jesus fulfill the conditions revealed in this verse, And similar verses, the Holy Spirit will so guide them that they will not ask for anything contrary to Jesus' will and teachings. They will pray in humble submission, requesting that only the will of God be done. They will ask for blessings and gifts that will help them reveal the love and truth of God that will help them love, praise, and glorify God more each day that will help them serve Jesus and others better that will help them bear fruit for Jesus Jesus wants true disciples to obey him in everything so people will see that they are his disciples in speech and behavior they should never do what like Jesus whose spirit lives within them, would never do. For example, they should never throw their pearls before swine. That's Matthew 7, chapter 6, verse. If they do what Jesus would never do, they need to repent and return to Jesus for renewal and forgiveness. We can be forgiven again. We can be forgiven again. Okay? their words and deeds should be consistent with what kind or their words excuse me and deeds should be consistent with what might lead others to love glorify and thank god the giver of every good and perfect gift jesus wants his disciples to become true disciples and bear much fruit in ways described in the Bible. The father prunes true disciples so they will become better disciples and they will never be cut off and burned. False, harmful, and useless disciples who refuse to abide in Jesus risk becoming withered, cut off, and destroyed every last one of them okay and when you destroy it you won't there's no return my goodness from the beginning divine love motivated the father and everything jesus taught and did for his disciples the love of god motivated what he would do for them and the world by his sacrificial death, resurrection and ascension into heaven to sit at the right hand of God the Father from where he answers the prayers of his true disciples. God the Father loves Jesus and the world enough to send his Son into the world to save the world and Jesus expresses this same Father love for all who follow him as Lord and Savior. Today and every day, Jesus loves and blesses his disciples, and he commands all his disciples to remain in his love, within his circle of love, as members of his body, the church. By remaining in Jesus' love, disciples can love as Jesus loves and enjoy the fruits of his love while they bless others too. They can enjoy and bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit as He works within them. They can show forth love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And, and that's Galatians, of fifth chapter, the 22nd through the 23rd verses. Imagine the love that the Father has for his only begotten Son. Jesus promised that he loves his disciples as the Father loves him. With such encouragement, Jesus draws disciples to the Father and himself and encourages them to live and remain in his infinite love. My goodness, my, my, my my, 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 how to receive what you request. If we abide in Him, Jesus and His words abide in us we can ask what we will and it will be done for us. I believe it, I believe it, I believe it, I believe it, I believe it. I believe it, and I hope you do too. This is Greater Gospel Temple and Inspiration of God Ministries right here in Dallas, Texas. Our phone number is 469-629-9543. The email address is ggtchurch 66 yahoo.com And we will do our prayer. And just repeat after me, if you're not saved, if you want to repent of your sins and be saved, it only takes a few seconds. If you were saved and you felt your backslider, which means you're sinning again, it only takes you a few seconds to come back to God. And then what we do, there are many, 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 many churches on social media. There are some that have their doors open now and are practicing. Only the ones that are practicing safe distancing are the ones that I would recommend. Okay? Only. All right? And that have a sanctified leader. All right? So they are online. And so I would recommend to you that you attach yourself and become a parishioner in that fellowship. Greater Gospel Temple is available to right here on the World Wide Web. I love you. I pray and trust that you are having a wonderful day, night, evening, whichever it is. But I tell you what, our Lord God is good. He is merciful. His truth endures to all generations. I love you. Let me hear from you.